Hey, lovely! You're listening to the She Dreams All Day podcast with your gal pal and fellow introvert Mia Brox. That's me, by the way. This is a safe space for all introverts and dreamers looking to realize their dreams of shining online with confidence, so they can build a dreamy online business, make an impact in the world, and that kaching while being a hundred percent themselves and having fun in the process. And around here, the introvert hangover is, of course, sold separately. I'm all about empowering you to step into your superpower and become quietly confident online. I'm also about. Friends, the TV show, chocolate, milk, chocolate, and coffee with cream. And just so you know, quiet people can do amazing things because we totally can. So get ready to feel inspired, learn, laugh out loud, and let's be alone together. Have an honest chat about how cool introverts are as we dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Shoe Dreams All Day Podcast, and today, my friend, I have a treat for you. I have a real treat. I am talking to the queen of literally everything, which we talked about in this podcast episode. The queen of consistency, the queen of simplicity, the queen of working less and earning more. Yes, I'm talking about Ellie May. It was so funny during this recording. We were both embracing the pajama lifestyle head on. In our PJs, she was in bed in her PJs. I was, you know, still morning years. I was wearing my PJs, and we're just like two introverts hanging out in her PJs, talking business, talking content, talking selling. And I honestly love to see this girl sell on her Instagram stories. And it's something that we talk about in this episode because I know selling can feel daunting and can feel intimidating. And it does not have to be sleazy. It does not have to be annoying. It can actually be a lot of fun. And so, if you are struggling with selling in your business, you are absolutely going to love this episode. But we also talk about a lot of other juicy things. And I know you are just going to love this episode. If you do, share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram stories. We want to know. We want to know if you enjoyed it. Ellie May is a business mentor and podcast host. You should totally check out her podcast. By the way, it's called the Empowered CEO Show, and she specializes in helping online coaches scale their business to six-figure years and to start attracting next-level clients in just 15 hours a week or less, which is crazy. And we also talk about how she does it all in this episode. So, without further ado, cue the interview. Welcome to the She Dreams All Day podcast, Ellie May. I am so so excited to talk to you today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I I just like I cannot wait to dive in and talk to you because I just feel like we're the same person but yes. different sides of the world. So I do that too. We just like hopped on a call with each other and we're like, there's a vibe. There's a there's a friendly yeah. vibe, and I love that. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Ellie, I want to talk to you about all the things. Like, there's so much that I want to get into, but let's start at the beginning. I would love to hear about what you do. So, for anyone who's not familiar with you, and what that journey has looked like for you. And I don't want you to hide any details because I'm such a nerd, and I want the timeline. Like, I want the years. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, how long have you got? Like, because I can go on. So, I mean, 
I can give you the, like the rundown of like the years and everything. Yes. I'll try and keep it. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Yeah. Cool. I'll keep it to the <laughs> juiciest details. I won't bore you with any boring shit, but <laughs> okay, um, for those of you that don't know me, my name's Ellie May and I am a business coach, a business mentor for women in business who essentially want to scale to six figures, scale to, you know, hundred K to 150 K years from home in their pajamas yes. doing what they do best and my vibe my philosophy in business is essentially like working less and earning more so i'm all about like things in your own way doing things in a way that feels really good for you doing things in a really fun way and it's funny because over the years i've gained all of these nicknames of like the content queen the simplicity queen <laughs> the messaging queen but the one that I love the most is the simplicity queen because I love keeping business really simple. And I think it's really, you know, especially for people when they're going for their first six figures, it can be really overwhelming, you know, trying to do all the things in business and trying to be in all the places. And, you know, I have a knack for really simplifying business and making it a lot easier than what a lot of people make it out to be. So I first started my business back in 2018. I actually, there's a long backstory to it, but the shortened version is essentially I had gotten into blogging. I was doing lifestyle blogging and then I was a beauty blogger and I loved that. Yeah, it was super fun. So I worked with brands, did some paid posts, did some sponsorships, went to some events, which was pretty cool. Did some traveling with that and then grew my Instagram account at that time to around about 18,000 followers, which I thought was pretty freaking epic considering like I have, I have like a third of that now, (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny, but like I make way more money now than I ever did back then. But essentially I was in blogging, in beauty blogging, and I kind of got this feeling towards the end of, to give you your years, uh, 2017, I think it was. And around the end of 2017, I started to get this feeling of like, yeah, beauty blogging is fun, but like I don't know that this is it. Like, you know, when you just, you find your thing, it's like, it clicks. It just feels so right. There's sparks flying everywhere and you just know it. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't have that. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me play with this. Let me keep going and, and see where this takes me. And long story short, at the time I had a lot of people reaching out to me for support, but they weren't asking me questions about makeup. They were actually asking me questions about my blog and about my Instagram. Cause of course, like I said, I had so much success with growing it really quick and all that type of stuff. So at the time I transitioned into blogging about blogging and blogging about social media and teaching people how to grow their social media, teaching people how to grow Instagram and Pinterest and of course, get more traffic to their blog. And then in early 2018, I hired my, might've even been December of 2017, but anyway, start of 2018, I hired my first business coach who was actually a good friend of mine. And I hired her and we're still great friends to this day, which is just amazing. It's like full circle. Was it Erin? No, it was so Krista Dixon. I don't know if you know her. She does human design. I just asked because I know that you worked with Erin as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, I worked with Erin. She's amazing and I love her as well. But (laughs) so I hired this coach, Krista, and she was absolutely amazing. And she helped me turn my blog into a business because I was like, this is this is going so well. Like me teaching people all these blogging tips, it's going so well. And like, I know that I could make money doing this. And I'd always had this longing to like run my own business or be an entrepreneur and like just do different shit than what most people were doing. And like, obviously to work from home in like my pajamas is just the ultimate goal for me. So (laughs) yeah. So early 2018, I hired her and then I got my first client in 
April of 2018. And by July, so what's that? Um, like three months later, I quit my day job because I had enough money coming in from my business with more clients. And then the next month in August, I was full-time in business of September that year. So a month later, I was fully booked, hired my first team member. October, I hired my second team member. And then in January of the next year, I actually transitioned from a social media manager and brand photographer, because that was what I was doing as a service provider in my business. I transitioned to coaching. And so 2019 was my first year as a coach, my first full year in business and was actually my first six figure year. And since then, it's been a fun old journey of like, I mean, multiple six figures coming in uh, ever since and working with lots of amazing clients all over the world. And I just, I wouldn't change a journey for a moment, like just everything in it. It's so funny because at the time I had no idea like where I was going, but it's so funny when I look back and I share, share that story on podcast interviews like this, I'm like, oh, it all kind of like really did intertwine and like lead, you know, one thing to another. Yeah. It's like that quote. Steve Jobs. So you see the dots connecting, you know, when it's happened or whatever, like I'm totally butchering his quote, but like, you can see how everything lined up. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so amazing. And thank you so much for sharing the years. That was really helpful. I think I need to like re-listen because it went really fast. I'm like January, February, and then, you know, (laughs) but I really appreciate Uh Uh it. Yeah. (laughs) So, so amazing. So you mentioned that you quit your job. How did you take that leap? You know, did you have to move past any mindset blocks and limiting beliefs? Like, or did it all just feel right and aligned from like the very beginning? Probably both. I would say both. Like, I think the thing is like, you know, when we talk about going full-time in business or taking like a a big leap in your business, whether it is quitting your job and going full-time or maybe it's like investing in yourself or it's, you know, letting go of a client or whatever it is, raising your rates. There's always that feeling of like, this feels so good. This feels so aligned. This is absolutely the right move. And like, holy shit, I could crack my decks. Like I'm freaking out. So I totally had that when I was going full-time in business. And, you know, at the time I did a lot of mindset work around it because I knew that I was going to have to go full-time in order to grow my income from my business. I got to that point. I'm not sure like if anyone listening has experienced this, but you get to a point when you're working a day job and trying to grow a business that you are like maxed out for capacity. Like there's only so many hours in a day. And so for me, I was like, if I want to bring in more clients, AKA make more money, like I either have to really raise my rates, which just didn't feel aligned for me at the time, like with where I was at. I'm like, I either have to do that or I have to bring in more clients, which I want to do that. I want to work with more people, but I can't because I have this day job. So it was this feeling of like, it feels so right. The timing is right. But also like, holy shit, I have to take this leap of faith. And I mean, like I said to you, I went full time. So quit my job and, and I was like working from home August, like 15th or 16th, something like that. And then by the middle of September. So the next month, you know, I'd already fully booked my services and like almost doubled my income. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just proof that like, you know, when you take that big crazy leap, as long as you are like smart about it, I obviously did make sure that I had enough money coming in and I wasn't just like, oh, well, I'll just see how it goes. But yeah, when you take that big crazy leap, like it always pays off. Oh, love that so much. So we need to talk about something. We need to talk about the pajama lifestyle for a little bit because (laughs) we're all about it. I am sitting here in my PJs. It's the morning Mm -hmm. still, but like hashtag pajama lifestyle all day, every day. And you are in your bed right now. I don't know if you're wearing pajamas, but you are. I am. (laughs) 
I am. I am. I am. (laughs) So working less, earning more is definitely the vibe and dream of any entrepreneur, you know, especially for introverts. Mm -hmm. And so I know you only work 15 hours per week and oh my God, that's insanely inspiring by the way. So we need to Mm -hmm. break this down. I would love to know what your ideal work week looks like, like a week in the life of Ellie Mae, if you will. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. And it's so funny because I never would have thought that I would be like working 15 hours a week in my pajamas and like making six <laughs> figures. So I just, I still have these moments every time I talk about it. It's like, <laughs> pinch me. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. And it just sounds so funny. And I laugh because, you know, like we get it in business, like the entrepreneur world get it. But like, you know, I talk to my family about it and they're like, what do you even do? I'm like, it's been like four years. How do you not get it? But anyway, that's totally besides the point. But I mean, A typical week for me is very, I mean, it depends on what's going on, to be honest, like during summer, which this will make sense in a moment, but like during summer and spring, I probably work maybe 10, 15 hours a week. I work a lot less. And a lot of the time I am outside gardening. Yeah. I love gardening. (laughs) Yeah. I love gardening. I love being outside. And obviously at the moment, here in Australia, it's the middle of the year, which is our winter. We're in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's really cold and gross outside. So I'm not outside all that much. So that does make for more time for Animal Crossing though. But (laughs) in summer, in spring, when it's warmer, when it's nicer outside, I am outside a fair bit in the garden. And I love that. I love prioritizing, you know, my mental health, my physical health, getting outside, prioritizing me, prioritizing rest and just having fun and play, which I think every entrepreneur should be doing more. But during winter, I still only work 15, 20 hours a week. And I mean, every week is different. So if I was to break it down day by day, Mondays is usually pretty chill. Don't do a lot on Mondays. Usually I call it my weekend. So like my is in quotes, because obviously I have a husband and we do things on the weekend. So we're renovating our house. We go out and have breakfast or brunch and get coffee and go shopping and stuff like that. Catch up with family. So I, you know, as an introvert, like to have a day to myself. So Monday is my weekend, you know, in air quotes. Oh my God. I love that idea. I think I might steal that. I got goosebumps when you said it. I'm like, I need that. (laughs) Uh It's game changing. The reason why I did it is because I started to notice that it would come Monday and like, you know, like we're so conditioned to believe that the work week starts Monday because it's like straight after a weekend. I'm like, I'm just not that energized on a Monday. Like I'm actually still in weekend mode on a Monday. It's like people say you have a holiday, but then when you get home from your holiday, you still need a holiday before you get back to work. That's me every week on a Monday. So (laughs) Monday is pretty chill. I check in with my clients every day. So I support my one-on-one clients and my mastermind clients every single day, Monday through Friday, no matter what, unless I'm really sick, but I check in with them. I'll probably write a piece of content or like a post or podcast or something. And then other than that, no other work really gets done. Tuesdays is typically my meetings days. So podcast interviews for my own podcast or podcasts like this. Um, If I have any (laughs) team members or anything like that, that I have to have meetings with, I do that on a Tuesday. Again, I always check in with my clients. I'm always creating content and I'm always selling. Wednesdays and Thursdays are client call days. So depending how many clients I'm working with at the time and how many programs I have running, I try and schedule them all for Wednesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes that's only like really two calls in a day or one call in a day because I don't take on a huge amount of clients and I like it that way. It keeps my calendar nice and free. Yes. Fridays is my day off. I don't work Friday either. So it's kind of funny. I have a four day weekend every week. Love it. And I love it. So yeah, that's my week. Oh my gosh. 
So inspiring having, you know, theme days for calls and courses and things like that. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to implement this myself. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. For anyone who's not currently working this way, less than 15 hours per week, Mm -hmm. how do you go about getting that balance? I know this is a big question. Mm. So how do you work less and earn more? Because personally for me, I find it so hard to switch off for the day. You know, having an online business, there's always something to do. There's always something that can be done or, you know, work a little bit on. How have you dealt with that mindset of, you know, there's always Mm. something that I could potentially be doing in my Mm -hmm. business. So hard. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like this is the biggest one because I mean, I could sit here and say, I'll give you the strategy of how to, how you work less and earn more. Like we can break that down. But the truth is that if you don't have the mindset to back it up, then it's, it's just not going to work. And so nine times out of 10, when I have new clients come into my world, they're in the same boat as you, where they're like, I struggle so much with like just shutting off and like closing yeah. down from the day and not being attached to my phone and not feeling guilty for not being on my phone. Cause that's another one that a lot of people yeah. deal with is guilt. You know, yes. if you're at home and you're not working, you feel guilty. Cause you're like, well, I work from home, so I should be working right now, or I could be working right now. Mm-hmm. So Really, it's my favorite word. It's boundaries. And, you know, a lot of the time when we have conversations about boundaries, it's usually boundaries with other people, but boundaries with yourself are just as important. And especially as a business owner, you've got to have boundaries with yourself. So, you know, if you are trying to reduce your workload, if you're trying to drop your workload down to 10, 15, 20 hours a week, and you want to be able to switch off more, I think the first step you need to take is the decision and the commitment to working less and reducing your workload. Yeah. If you're one of those people where, you, you know, you have your toe dipped in, you're like, you're just dipping your toe in, like one foot is in the water, one foot is out. It's just not going to work. You have to decide and you have to commit. I am someone who works this many hours a week. I am yeah. someone who works this many days a week, whatever it is. So for me, when I said, you know, I'm not going to work Fridays. I'm just going to work Monday through Thursday. And like I said, Monday is pretty chill. So technically Tuesday, (laughs) three days, (laughs) three days. When I said to myself, like, I'm pretty much just going to work these three main days a week. Like I had to decide and I had to commit to that. And then I set up my business in a way that supports it. But mindset wise, I just had to understand that by me setting the boundaries of only working that many hours and only checking in with my clients so many times a day and scheduling my client calls all for the same days, like, that was supporting me in my business, but that was also supporting me in my physical health because, I mean, we need sleep, we need rest, we need yeah. time for our brains to recharge and, and refresh, but also it was helping my mental health and it was also supporting my clients. So I think a lot of people feel a little bit guilty about working less and earning more because it's like, well, then my clients are going to think, you know, they're just paying me and they don't have any access to me. Yeah. I can tell you. I have never in my four years of business and being a coach ever had a client say to me, like, you don't work enough. I want you to be like messaging me more. I've never had that. Mm -hmm. I have always had clients be like, I am so inspired by the way that you show up so powerfully when you do work. And then you just take the rest of the time off. Like, I want that. Let's do that. How can we, how can we do this? Can we talk about me creating that? So I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of people feel pretty guilty about it, but set the boundaries up. So if you have notifications on, on your phone for Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, anything, (gasps) emails, WhatsApp, Voxer, like you've got to turn them off or you Mm. will not be able to switch off. Like I mentioned, like just checking in with your clients once or twice a day 
Yeah. Like, and knowing it's enough, you know, knowing that it is enough, that you are enough, that your clients are going to appreciate you having those boundaries. Because like I said, it shows them proof that it's also possible for them. Whereas, you know, if I was checking in like with my one-on-one clients all day long, firstly, that's not healthy because like that's going to create codependency with them and they're not going to be able to build self-trust and like be their own person and make their own decisions because they're always going to be used to messaging me and being Mm. like, okay, Ali's approval first. Like, I don't want that. I want my clients to be like strong, independent women, you know? But also that would be teaching them that in order for them to grow their business and have the six figure years and the five figure months and sign the dream clients and all the things that they would have to work just as hard as I did. But if I can be the proof that like, you don't have to, it's not required, then that's what I want to do. So boundaries with yourself, like mentally, the commitment, the dedication, like deciding you're doing it, committing to doing it, and then setting your business up in a way that supports it and making sure you have like notifications off, you know, if you need to have set hours that you work or like I always finish my work day by at least three, like give yourself like accountability. It's like holding yourself accountable to it. Having that boundary with yourself is like holding yourself accountable. I know that was a very long-winded answer, but there's so many many elements (laughs) that go into it. But like, I hope that kind of answers what you wanted to know. That helps so much. Okay. I know this is kind of awkward. You're in the middle of the episode and I do apologize, but I just need to mention that if you are a fellow introvert, fellow dreamer, entrepreneur, and you're feeling kind of lonely in business, I get it. I felt super lonely as well in the beginning. And that's why I created my community, my membership, the She Dreams All Day membership. It's all about bringing the introverted entrepreneurs of the world, the amazing people of the world together in one place so that we can grow together, we can support one another and hold each other accountable and basically just become business besties. That's my goal. If you want to learn more about the membership, make sure you check it out at shedreamsallday.com forward slash membership. This sounds like such an infomercial. I do apologize. We are going to get back to the episode right now, but I just want to take 10 seconds. I don't know if this is 20 seconds to share the introvert love and let you know that there is a safe space for you to come and hang online with us in the She Dreams All Day membership, where you get monthly masterclasses on a topic designed to grow your business, grow your audience, and your mindset. And we also have live Q&As every single month, which are really fun. Plus, we have challenges that are also really fun. All right, back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. That's a little tune to get you back to the episode. Ding, ding, ding. I'm actually in a period right now where I'm actually struggling a little bit to switch off. Like I Mm. was in bed yesterday with my phone and Voxer. I keep opening Voxer to support my clients and seeing if they're reply because I don't have notifications on. So I don't know if they have messaged Ah, me. So I really need to shape up. I need to do exactly what you say because yeah, yeah, it's not good for me. And I also felt like it's affecting my mental health. Like I can, yeah. tell. like I'm feeling yeah. a little bit more down and just uh-huh. honest here. Like I, this is something I know I need to work on. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's really, really helpful for me. You are so welcome. I think I need to like plan out my calendar because I am a very, like, I love systems. I love productivity and yes. getting my nerd on and click up and things like that. And so I think I need to like organize my calendar and like block off when I'm actually working and when I'm not working, Mm -hmm. because I think that's really going to help. And I hope that's helpful for anyone listening as well, like planning it out like that. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, I mean, something that I want to say to you is if you 
do find yourself, and this is going to sound so silly, but if you do find yourself like unconsciously grabbing your phone and opening Voxer, like I used to have this with WhatsApp because that's what I use to support my clients. Mm. I used to have this and I literally just moved the icon from the first page of my phone, like from the home screen to like the fifth page on its own (laughs) thing. So it was like, I know, I know it sounds really silly, but it's like interrupting the pattern of just grabbing your phone, swiping up and like unlocking it and then just clicking Voxer and looking at it. It's, it's so easy to do. So if you like move it across the screen, like just somewhere else where you have yeah. to consciously take a couple of seconds to find it, then in that moment, that's when you recommit. That's when you re-decide, no, I'm not checking in. So yeah. maybe try implementing like the one or two times a day. Like, and even if you want to have set times, like every day at 11 a.m., that's when I message my clients. So it's yeah. like, you know, you get a notification pop up on your phone. It's time to check in with clients. Outside of that, it's you holding yourself to that commitment and just like replace the habit. You know, yeah. I think that's something a lot of people forget to do is like, if you have the habit of going in Voxer, replace that habit with something else. So maybe it's like you have a note in your phone with like really great affirmations in it or really great mantras. And instead of checking in Voxer, you go through and you read that or Maybe it's looking at your bank accounts and checking in with your money or something like that. Or even just, you know, watching a silly video on TikTok or talking to your partner (laughs) or your friend. You know what I mean? It's like replace the habit. Yes, I love it because I also want to be in a good space when I do open Boxer. I want to be able to support them, able to, you know, coach my clients. I don't want to be laying in bed just like because we're blind, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we want to be in the right headspace as well to coach. So that's really, really, really helpful, but we need to talk about something else. Cause okay. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you this because we need to talk about selling. I know mm-hmm. we're taking a little bit of a U-turn or whatever it's called in English, but no, I love this because <laughs> I honestly love to watch you sell on your Instagram stories. You always have something new going on in your world. You're always selling with such ease and confidence. And I'm like, I need me some of that. <laughs> so <laughs> How do you do that? Like, what are your tips for effortlessly selling on socials? And has it always been effortless for you? Mm, I love this. This is such a good question. Thank (laughs) you for all the compliments. I'm like soaking it all in, just like (laughs) smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But you do it so well and not in like an annoying way. Like, how do you do that? Because like, Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Tell us all the things. Okay, cool. So, I mean, selling is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm glad you took the (laughs) U-turn. I mean, where do I start? So to answer, I guess, one of your questions around like, has it always been that easy? Has it always been that effortless for me? I would say no, but in saying that, yes. So I've always had the mindset that I think is required in business. And that is that if you want to make money, you've got to sell. I know a lot of people struggle with selling and a lot of people, you know, have a lot of limiting beliefs around it and feel like, you know, selling is sleazy. I'm going to be annoying my audience. You know, they're going to get sick of me selling. They're going to be so tired of me. Yeah. People are going to subscribe and things like that. (laughs) People are going to unfollow me, like blah, 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 blah. Like people are going to talk shit about me on the internet. Cause I like, (laughs) I get it. And like, don't get me wrong. I've definitely had those thoughts and I still get those thoughts every now and then, but I have also always had the thought and the belief and the knowing that selling is required for me to run a business. Like we're not running hobbies, right? If it's a hobby, it's a hobby, who cares? But it's like, if it's a business and you want to treat it as a business, you've got to sell because, you know, a really great example and such a basic example, but like, look at companies like (laughs) Coca-Cola, look at companies like (laughs) Nike or Nike. You know what I mean? Like those companies are still putting out billboards. They're still, you know, giving you ads on Instagram. Like you still get those advertisements come up on TV, in newspapers, like 
they're still advertising. Coke is one of the most well-known brands in the entire world, yet they still yeah. sell, they still pitch, they still promote, they still put it out there. They still tell you what new flavors they have going on. And even if it's just a fun new commercial for summer and there's nothing new about it, it's still them selling. It's still them promoting. So I treat my business in the same way of like, it's just required. You just, it's a part of business, but I also don't look at selling as this negative thing. Like there's no negative Mm. energy attached to selling in my eyes. I see it as something that's really positive and impactful just as much as the free content that I put out. So the thing is when you're selling offers that you have created, like when you're selling coaching programs or you're selling services that you have created with your ideal client in mind, knowing exactly what you're helping them to achieve, knowing exactly who you're helping, you know, in that program, in that container, in that experience, whatever it is, when you've created that offer with your ideal client in mind, by you not showing up and not selling it, you're doing that person a disservice because you're not giving them the opportunity to come into a space where they're able to achieve their goals and overcome their struggles. So it's like, that's my mindset right? Is, yeah. is not, oh, people are going to get sick of this. And like, blah, blah. I think like, okay, my audience is full of people that are ready to work with me, but are not just ready to work with me, but are ready to like go for their goals that are ready to achieve their goals that are ready to overcome their struggles that are ready to let go of the shit that's holding them back. Like my audience is full of really empowered women who are ready to make a change in their life and in their business. Of course I need to show up. And of course I need to sell yeah. these things. So you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so if, if you're showing up and like forcing people to like get on a sales call with you and like you feel really icky about that or, you know, you're you're forcing people into programs and you're convincing them that they have to have a coach if they want to be successful and telling them why they need to invest in themselves or they'll never go anywhere, then yeah, it's probably going to feel like shit to show up and sell. Like, yeah. you know, I've been there and I, I learned that from a coach a couple of years ago and like no hate to her. That's just how she did things. But like, I hated that. And so for me, you know, when I realized like, okay, I need to sell in order to sign clients, but this way doesn't feel good. The, the sales calls and the hiding the prices and, you know, telling people like, why do you need to talk to your husband? Like it's your business, you know, all those yeah. things that we're taught, like that bro <laughs> marketing culture. Uh, ew. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it this way. Like surely there has to be a way that I can sell that feels better for me, but also probably feels better for the person on the other end. And you know what's so funny, Mia, is when I changed the way that I was selling, that I was talking about my offers, talking about my programs, I signed way more clients, but I also signed way more empowered clients. So in the beginning, when I was using those sales tactics of like, you know, convincing people why they needed me, convincing people that they needed to invest in themselves, telling them, you know, like, this is exactly like, if you're not in here, like you're missing out, like, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. I'm not that I ever said that, but that was the vibe of it, right? That was the energy behind it. And the clients that I signed at that time, some of them were amazing, but majority of them were really disempowered. Those were the clients that wouldn't show up for coaching calls that, you know, wouldn't respect my boundaries, that would ask for, you know, like, can we do a call at four o'clock in the morning, your time? Cause I'm in the UK and I'm like, no freaking way. Like I'm asleep. You know, I had all those things happen in the beginning, but when I shifted my perspective around selling, but mostly when I shifted the way that I actually sold and showed up and did the pitching, did the promoting, that's when I started to attract really empowered clients who would message me and be like, Ali, I'm so drawn to your work. Like, how can I join something of yours? Like, how can I get into your world? How can I be in your energy? How can you help me to, you know, hit six figures, to work less, to have better boundaries? And so it's it's so much more of a supportive space. And so, 
you know, hearing you say before that you love watching me sell and you love how it just seems so effortless. I appreciate that so much because that is the energy that I show up and sell in when I sell. It's, it's not from a pushing, it's not from a convincing, it's not from a desperate energy. I know people hate the D word, but as you said, but it's just from this place of like, like, I want to support you. And and this is how I can do that. And if you want to do that and you have the the means to do that, then this is where you can do it. Here's the link, message me, whatever it is. And if you can't do that, then that's okay. No pressure. I'm here whenever you're ready. That's so good. I love it. And I think like, it's just an invitation to join the party. Right. And so I think also it's about us getting behind our prices or offers and not showing up to sell from a place of lack because then it's not working. When I, when I was, you know, struggling to sell and feeling bad about selling, feeling annoying in those emails, in those email marketing emails that I was writing, this was like a couple of years ago, I could feel it. Like I could feel that I was selling from lack from this like bad bro energy. And Uh I I, I didn't make any sales. Like people were not buying. And I, I think like the whole selling is just energy is such a huge part of it. Like we need to show up and be proud of what we have to offer. And after all, we're offering something of value to our audience. So yeah, that's really, really good. Energy is such an important thing. Absolutely. I love what you shared. So good. Don't you have like an Instagram story templates? thing that people can buy. Yeah. I have an Instagram story template bundle. So they're like in Canva so that you can edit them uh, for your program course, one-on-one mastermind services, whatever. And it just makes selling on your Instagram story so much easier. Cause you just go in edit the details and then you've got these yes. like beautifully branded templates. Amazing. So, we yeah. are going to link to those in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So one more thing that we just need to talk about because you are the simplicity queen and the queen of all the things, but you are also (laughs) the queen of being consistent on Instagram. I think you post like at least once a day, right? To your feed. Yeah, usually. Yeah. How do you do that? This is totally turning into how Ellie does it all. (laughs) I I love it. it. I love it. (laughs) But being consistent with content, you know, it's such a big part of building an audience and a brand online. And I feel like that's something that most people struggle with staying Mm -hmm. consistent. So I would love it if you could share some tips with us from the consistency queen. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I'm like, see, I told you I'm just the queen of everything. (laughs) Yes, you are. I love it. (laughs) So, okay. I would say that actually, before I tell you how I do it, I want to say, I think the biggest reason why a lot of people do struggle with consistency is usually because they overcomplicate creating content. Like if we're talking about writing posts specifically and even Instagram stories, but like content in general, I think the reason why a lot of people struggle to uh, be consistent is because they're overcomplicating it or trying to make it perfect, which really is just overcomplicating it. And I say that from experience because, you know, I have always been very consistent with content, but there definitely have been periods during my business journey when I've definitely overcomplicated it and thought my content needed to be more (laughs) than what it was. And, you know, I'd spend like an hour writing an Instagram post and now it's like five, 10 minutes and I'm like done. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just really overcomplicate it and, and make it harder than it needs to be. You know, we're really good at telling ourselves stories of like, oh, like I've got to write an Instagram post. Like what's a really good idea? And like, Like what's something that's really going to work and like what's trending right now. And I do think we need to pay attention to those things. And we do need to, you know, have some intentionality about our content and about the the stuff that we put out there. But a lot of the time people just tell themselves like, that's not valuable enough. Like, I don't know that that's really going to resonate. Like, oh, I can't really share that. Like, 
And then they sit there and they edit the caption and they filter their words. And then all of a sudden they've just got like this, I don't know, half-ass, like sloppy, desaturated, like piece of content that no one really resonates with. When it's like, for me, my content and, and how I stay consistent is really just like keeping it simple, making sure that I'm having fun, enjoying the process, playing around with it. I think a lot of people need to just start playing with their content and not take it so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, just keep it really simple, but think about your ideal client. Think about what their main goals are. Think about what their main desires are. What are they moving towards? What are they working towards? What is the one thing on their mind right now that you can speak to that, you know, like you're an expert at that, you know, you can teach them something on that, you know, you can talk about something on whether it's telling a story, being vulnerable, sharing an insight, like giving them a piece of advice, like one tip on this, one tip on that. Like Mm. it literally gets to be that simple. And people are just like out here trying to make the most philosophical content in the world when it's like, it's the simple little micro pieces of content, like individual topics, individual stories, individual posts that I promise you will do way, way, way better but mostly if you speak to your ideal clients. So it's like, get out of your head and just like get into your heart and be like, okay, what does my ideal client need to hear today? And give yourself like 10 minutes. Be like, this has got to be written and posted within 10 minutes. Okay, 15 minutes if you're someone who takes a long time, but like 10, 15 minutes and this post is going to be like out there and up. Like there is no time for editing. There is no time for filtering. It doesn't matter if there's a typo. It doesn't matter if you forgot to add something in. You can always write another post. It doesn't yeah. need to be life-changing. It's one post, yes. you know? Oh my gosh. You know, it does not need to be mind-blowing. It needs to resonate. Like, it, yeah, yes, love that. Exactly. Love, 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 love. So good. Do you use like a planning tool or do you plan ahead or, you're, or are you more of an intuitive creator when it comes to content? Like, do you come up with your ideas the day that you're going to post or what does that look like? Yeah, usually I do it on the day. In saying that, I still use a tool called Later, which is just where I like write my posts and and schedule them out. Because sometimes I'll have like three or four ideas for content, like for posts come through in a moment. And I use the notes section in my phone all the time, which is my biggest piece of advice is if you like struggle with creating content just every day throughout your day, like write down little ideas for pieces of content in the notes in your phone and then sit down when you have a spare five, 10 minutes and write it out and post yeah. it obviously, like I said, but <laughs> yeah, so I use later and I write them very intuitively in the moment. But like today, for example, I had four different post ideas come through. So I posted one this morning. I'm going to post one tonight. And then I've got two more for the next couple of days as well. So, I mean, to answer your question, I'm intuitive, but I'm also structured <laughs> <laughs> that way. I like to be both. <laughs> yeah, me too. I actually, I, I love to come up with the, the topic of the feed post that I want to put out there, but then I'll actually write the caption the day it goes live because I like to be connected to the content. I want to be in the energy of that piece of content. So that's how I like to do it as well. So I love that. I do that for my podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. This episode is going to be so, so juicy. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing all the things with us. I want to know, what do you have going on in your world right now? And where can people find out more about you, follow you, stalk you, all the things and watch you sell on stories and buy all your stuff. 
I love it. Oh, well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I've absolutely loved it. So best place probably to find me and see what I do have going on, because like you said, like there's always something new going on in my world. There's always (laughs) a new offer. I do have a mastermind coming out very soon, um, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be amazing. I've got private coaching Mm. open as well, but who knows? I could have a paid masterclass out. I could have a program out right now that could be just what you are looking for. So best place to find me is honestly Instagram. So you can find me at Ellie May. And other than that, if you really like this conversation, you probably like my podcast as well, which is the Empowered CEO show. Highly recommend. Oh, thank you. And you can find that on Spotify and iTunes as well. So we have like over 130 episodes on there now, which is insane to me. It still blows my mind. Wow. Yeah. Lots of conversations on like clients, working less, earning more content, boundaries, everything we pretty much talked about today. So yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and enjoy your evening and I will see you soon. Thank you so much. Yay. Bye.